All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. Happy hey, Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day to, to all, all of you that we love, which is all of Aww. you in this group. Hi, Corinne. Hi. How was your weekend? My weekend was, um, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. Had a memorial to go to of someone yes. I loved a lot. For your so. Aunt Darian. Yes. 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 Um, but really nice to bring all the family together. My brothers yeah. and I got to sing together. And oh, that's nice. All, all the things we love. So We were yeah. uh, missing you in Pittsburgh. I know. I missed hanging out with everybody, too. I, I'm a social person. I know you I are. Missed that. And it was a great day. We had about 40 Pendel youth pastors and leaders there. Uh, we were easily a third of the people at this event, which Represent. was great. Uh, and, of course... Um, Youth Alive and Joe did a great job there. Uh, Greg Steer, great speaker. Gerard Gunter, these guys are in line with where we have been as a fellowship since really since the inception of youth ministries in the 1920s. Students should be sharing their faith, empowered to share their faith. And so uh, it was a great, great day. It was so great to see so many of you. We had a couple drive from Delaware for this event. We had a group come from wow. Gettysburg area That's for the event. Yep. Uh, Erie. Uh, Altoona, wow. uh, Punxsutawney, just like Phil, all over the place, Western wow. PA, yeah, yeah, yeah. so wow. good to see so many of you, uh, and uh, always good to be together, and how was the Super Bowl for you? I did not watch one tiny bit of it, not even a commercial. Not even the commercials. Well, we don't have TV, so I could have uh, streamed well, it. Well, yeah, you stream it. But honestly, I was just about eating a wing. I ate a couple wings. A Maria wing. made a little dip. Eating a wing. We had one friend over. <laughs> so what did so what we did talked. you It was Galentine's as well. So what did you do? We ate and we talked. Ate and, and we talked. looked at actually what we did is we looked through our old Facebook albums at old Pendel Youth events. Wow. So like cause we were at the same things when we were in high school, wow. junior high. And the styles have changed. Yes. <laughs> they have changed indeed. Thank you, Lord. Here's one thing that hasn't changed, the Fine Arts Festival, which will be this Saturday. <laughs> Still the same. There's lots of photos of me doing fine arts back in the day. <laughs> this Saturday. Woo. And uh, so uh, schedules, we uh, expect, anticipate mm -hmm. that the sectional schedules for each section will be posted yeah. on our website before youth group on Wednesday Some night. Some of them are up already. Some of them are up already. Some of the sections are small, so it's not as like big of a deal. Uh, like I know the Delaware section, I have about 15 entries or so. Um, the uh, uh, South Central section has only about three churches participating. But then there's sections like here, South Central East, they have 160 some yeah. uh, participants, I think. Philly's, I think Philly's doing. I think Philly is up a little bit too, thing. yeah. So, so especially in those larger sections, we'll try to get those up. Well, I went skiing last night. Yes. Yes. How was it? It was so good. I love skiing. Did you go over any jumps? Do you do that? Uh, little jumps. Oh. Little, like... Moguls? Like, you know, um, in the office, when Dwight yells at Phyllis for trying to jump, and he's like, we would need a military-grade yes. camera to see the height of that. That's kind of my jump style. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. like, I, I'm 42, so I don't need to be, like, going off the big... I saw two people taken off the slopes on litters. Ski patrol had to come get them. Because they hit their heads oh after jumps. Goodness. Oh, yeah. One was quite serious. But maybe you shouldn't go over any. Yeah. So I go. Yeah. I kind of, I like ski up to the edge of the jumps and then just zoom. 
Yeah. Just zoom down them. I don't actually like Sounds jump on them. Hey, and if you are out there in our viewing audience and you ski or snowboard and would like to go skiing or snowboard, we have about a month left maybe uh, to do that. So uh, message me. Hit me up. I like to watch it on the Olympics. I've got a pass uh, so I can get there's some in the Poconos <laughs> I can get to, the three in Central PA I can get to, and I'll even pay to ski in Western PA. Wow. If I have to. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Carl Redding went with me. He's the new director of the conference center. Yeah. So we skied from like 3 to 6.30, and then we both left and went Ski home. pals. And I watched the Super Bowl. And was it just me, or did the refs hand the Rams the game in the final three minutes? Is it just me? Write in the that, comments, because I don't know. Did that happen? Even the announcers were like, if you listen closely to the announcers, Chris Collinsworth like, did you see this call? And I was like, Nope. That's the call they made. It was like you could tell they didn't agree like uh. with it, but they called it anyway. I just feel like, yeah, I feel like the refs handed the Rams the game in the last couple minutes. So, and, I, and honestly, I don't have a horse in this race because I'm not a Bengals fan or a Rams fan. Give us you your comments. Horse, <laughs> well, no, I, I don't have a horse. This is what I'm saying. I don't have a horse in this race. And so, uh, give us your thoughts, your comments. On this, do you think that the uh, Rams were handed the game by the refs in the last three minutes or not? Hey, today I want to talk about uh, five emerging challenges for youth ministries. And this is something actually that we have talked about before. We have. Uh, we recorded this uh, over a month ago for the beginning of the new year, and we lost the audio. So, yeah. So, but you know what? It was meant for such a time as today. Yes, and we have got <laughs> this awesome uh, leather. Uh, speed the light bag that we're going to give away today. So nice. It smells good. Oh. Like leather. It does smell like leather. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Zabella uh, bag and it's got the speed light logo here. And so uh, we're going to, I'm going to talk about my five challenges, five emerging challenges for youth ministries. And then if you have some, uh, go ahead and add your challenges into the comments. And uh, anything, uh, you know, things that are noteworthy, notable, we'll select one of you to win this amazing leather speed the light bag. Ooh. So uh, let's get into it. Top five emerging challenges and these are especially in the next coming year. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one I would say is uh, I call it identity fracturing. Mm -hmm. Identity fracturing and this is kind of like the combination of both uh, same-sex attraction and transgender identity uh, or identification and cancel culture. Mm -hmm. These things kind of merging together and we we started seeing this about midway through last year in a yeah. couple youth ministries. And, uh, and and some in particular were quite severe. Mm. Uh, and we're seeing it again at the beginning of the year. But it's when a student uh, comes and, and says, hey, I've decided I'm this identity. And it's counter to uh, both uh, what they were biologically born as or with. And uh, also, of course, contrary to what we believe is the best result uh, mm -hmm. for these students. And so and biblical results. Uh, and so that combined with cancel culture. So you either accept me as this or I'm out of here and I'm going to tell everybody else right. not to come either. Right. And so uh, this is identity fracturing when youth ministries fracture because of identity mm -hmm. uh, situations or, you know, I, I, I'm reticent to use the word politics uh, because some students are seriously, you know, they're experiencing serious confusion. Right. Yeah. Uh, even if it's motivated or orchestrated through politics, they are really experiencing it. 
And uh, so this is a great big challenge. One of our most veteran youth pastors last summer uh, had, to, had to let go of a couple student leaders. They came out as affirming of mm-hmm. transgenderism and same-sex attraction on social media. Students who were very popular, thousands of followers, and when they were let go from student leadership, they went after the youth ministry, tried to cancel it. Um, there were threats made. Uh, against the youth pastor and his wife of violence. Police had to get involved. Uh, and so I, uh, I would just say a couple things. Number one, they cannot cancel you. Uh, they can't cancel you, uh, but they will fracture you yeah. uh, over this. And so this is an emerging challenge, but every challenge is also an opportunity. So we expect to see, as we've seen, uh, we've had several through the last half of this year, we've had one youth pastor at least already reporting that it's happening in his youth ministry. This is also an opportunity to clarify uh, your beliefs on the matter, why you believe it, what the science says on these things, what the Bible says on these things, and to do so through grace and love. One of the challenges some of these youth ministries have had when it's really blown up on them is that they have not made their positions clear ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. And so when students realize, or even parents sending their kids to your youth group, if they don't go to the church, they realize that the position of the youth group of the church is other than they thought. They feel a sense of betrayal. Mm -hmm. And so there's an opportunity here, and you should take it to both clarify what you believe biblically and to do so with grace and with Mm -hmm. compassion. And I would just say, like, um, our position paper on transgenderism in same-sex attraction is extremely helpful. It's very well-written paper. It's from, like, 2018 or so. Uh, it's in line with what our doctrine is, but it really balances well uh, the, uh, the idea that we need to also be reaching out to people yeah. experiencing gender dysphoria, inviting them in, helping them find themselves in Christ first, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then expecting that that will spread. So, yeah. um, You know, one thing about like uh, students who are affirming, who are maybe not themselves experiencing this mm-hmm. identity crisis, what an opportunity to to teach like how do you respond to your friends in love Absolutely. how are you compassionate but at the same time standing firm on what you believe and it is such a a, a tension in our world right now and i would say um we are we are we are not against uh, culture i i don't want to say that we're against culture but our position is against culture right it's mm-hmm. against where culture wants to go but it's not against science mm-hmm. or psychology. And so you can Google these things, you can research these things, you can pull the articles for yourself, but the, the o- overwhelming uh, result of the studies uh, are that people are not happier when they make these transitions. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity to challenge a student, hey, your identity, your sexual orientation, this is a part of who you are. But the way I've been challenging students lately, you're created in God's image. Yeah. These are narrow slices, uh, important but narrow slices of who you are. And society wants to pin you down to this one thing. And God's created you to be so much more. And uh, so there's a lot of, uh, it's not just that you're against uh, these things, youth pastor, youth leader. It's that you're for the student. It's that you're for their best outcome. It's that you're for them finding their fullness in Mm -hmm. Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so... Great opportunities here in the midst of the challenge. Second big emerging challenge for youth ministries, yes. and ain't nobody got time for this, the meta or VR world. 
We don't have time, but we have to. Here's the thing, yeah. So why is this an emerging <laughs> challenge? Some of you are like, it's not a challenge for me. I'm not even going to do it. But, however... <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are a lot of former youth pastors who said the same thing about Facebook in the, in the mid 2000s. Oh, I got time for that. But guess yeah. what? They're not youth pastors anymore. They didn't get on the social bandwagon mm -hmm. and they lost touch yeah. with students. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing. I remember we've had this conversation about TikTok. Oh, we have to learn another one. Mm -hmm. Yes, but this is where the students are. Right. So uh, here's where it becomes a challenge. It becomes a challenge when your students start to jump into it. Hmm. Now, if you doubt me that this is an emerging challenge, uh, I would think that the Super Bowl commercials from last night, if you were watching, would be enough. Uh, there was a VR and Oculus, and all these things were featured in some of the commercials last okay. night. And so uh, it becomes acute where some students, and, and in a sense, I think you'll see this as a separation of the haves and have-nots in your youth ministry. Some will acquire these devices, and they will jump in, and the experiences are immersive. Mm -hmm. uh, you may have seen already organizations like Life Church and others. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I forget who, one of the major networks ran a special on this with DJ Soto, who was a former AG minister okay. who's running VR church. A lot of them are jumping in and running pretty high quality VR churches and services. Mm. I saw a post, I think you tagged me in a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, where at the start of a VR service, people went out into the Inviting VR worlds, people. invited their friends, yeah. and the service just grew and grew as people came into this VR space to mm -hmm. see what was happening. Frankly, I don't, I've not done this. Yeah. So I'm really speaking from what I've seen on TV, what I've read, yeah. uh, on social media. So this creates a, a, a challenge in that if you have a student jump into this or a couple students jump into this, and that's where they start to live, well, you need <laughs> to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and, and what the Bible has to say about that and how you're going to jump in. The opportunity, oh, it's the Wild West out there right now in the VR world. So there is <laughs> tremendous, fantastic opportunity to pioneer new ground for the gospel in mm. youth ministry. Through the VR world, there's a couple people out there doing it now, wow. but there's opportunities for you as well. So that's amazing. <laughs> it's pr it's pretty amazing. I I mean I'm like I'm in the camp of like I don't have time for this, but I will make time, you yeah. know, I, I will make time to be all things to all people. Yeah. Uh, as I there's need to. There's a whole world of lost people. That's right, yeah. and they're in that VR world. Yeah. So, uh, okay, third emerging challenge, and this is very specific to 2022, the political climate. Not new to have a political climate, but two big political things this year that will have a major impact on the church, okay? Uh, number one, uh, midterm elections. Mm -hmm. So midterm elections, this is where, you know, of course the president is going to be the president for another two years after this one, but uh, there's opportunity to elect representatives and senators in November. Mm -hmm. So this politicking is starting to kick up now. Um, it will be heavy campaigning. Why is this a challenge for the church? The phrase uh, white evangelical will be thrown around mm. quite a bit, mm -hmm. and not in kind ways, right. uh, in ways that attempt to slap racial or racism identities onto the church or mm. tendencies onto the church. Uh, and so this is a challenge because... Um, Many of us attend what the media would call white evangelical churches. I don't personally consider myself evangelical. I consider myself Pentecostal, hmm. uh, spirit-empowered. And that's a, that's a little bit different, really, from right. the mainstream of evangelicalism. It's quite a bit different, in fact, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, this would be a challenge because it would be used as a hate speech. But also, in, uh, in June, late May or early June, the Supreme Court will release its ruling 
on the abortion uh, bills that were heard mm -hmm. uh, in trial earlier, uh, I guess it was late last year. And so uh, this has the potential to severely limit the Roe versus Wade decision. Right. It's not the view of legal experts that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. That is the narrative mm -hmm. of people who don't want it overturned. Okay. Uh, but it is not, um, it, it's not, it, what, instead of unlimited access to abortion, it's likely that the Supreme Court is going to allow states to make the decision mm -hmm. Not to eliminate abortion, but to limit the time period when abortions the can trends, be had. Right. However, the narrative uh, from those who want to keep abortion rights fully established is that uh, they are taking away the rights of people, of women. Mm -hmm. And people are willing to die over this issue. Yeah. It's, and I just, this is my very high, extreme, cautionary, uh, prophetic voice saying this, but it's conceivable that churches will be burned over this issue. Mm. It's conceivable that uh, injury will be done. It's conceivable that people may get uh, hurt, beat up, whatever, mugged yeah. uh, because they're Christians over this issue. So this political climate is deeply challenging. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also presents an opportunity. Uh, why are we concerned about life? Right. Uh, there's fantastic opportunity here mm -hmm. uh, to define with compassion and grace again why we believe what we believe. And also, uh, just in the area of politics, I think there's a fantastic opportunity uh, to distance yourself, and this would be controversial for some of our audience, but to distance yourself from political parties in general. Hmm. We are followers of Jesus yeah. before we are anything else. Mm -hmm. And so right. the Bible, uh, the Word, and the Spirit determine our beliefs, our actions, uh, what we do, and yes, that absolutely should inform how you vote right. on issues. Uh, but it's foolishness to say that any political party uh, embodies Christianity. Mm -hmm. How you vote on issues and how you respond as everything about the issues are unfolding. That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so, uh, so, so this is going to be a major challenge this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, the issues will be discussed in, in classes at school and around lunch tables, and they may be bringing them to you. I always invite youth pastors to address these social issues, yeah. but always do so through the lens of Scripture. Right. Always through the lens of Scripture, not through the lens of uh, a political party. And so that's a, another emerging challenge for this year. Okay, number four. This is an emerging challenge. It's more of an opportunity, I think, than a challenge. Uh, community. Uh, okay, that sounds really dumb to say. Uh, However, I mean, like, how many times we talk we about community? We just love being in community. Oh, we just love community. We just love doing life yeah. together. We just, just love it. Just doing life Just with doing these life. Kids, man. People don't do life together. <laughs> like, anyway, my son uh, kicked me. We climbed into bed in, in the middle of the night and uh, kicked me and mm -hmm. woke me up at 3 in the morning. Nobody was doing life with me then. Right Nobody was doing life with me then in the church, uh, and for good reason. Uh, but anyway, community, here's where the challenge and opportunity is. Number one, challenge. Students have continually been deprived of community over the last two years, and the media is starting to talk about it. Hmm. Uh, starting like almost like January 1st, they started talking about the suffering of young people yep, because of masking, mm -hmm. because of isolation, because of distancing. 
And so I think in the church, we've been saying this for quite a long time, since very early on in the pandemic, and we've been insistent that the church, at least in our end, the church has to continue to meet, even if it means masks and protocols, which we have dropped, of course, but in the time when they were necessary, we felt it extremely vital that the church continue to meet. Mm -hmm. It's a biblical principle. But the world is starting to realize uh, the long-term results of the masking, uh, the lack of uh, community together, the isolation. And so um, why is this a challenge? Uh, It's a challenge because students are in need. It's an opportunity because we specialize in community in Mm -hmm. the church. But there will be increasing calls, especially in the next year, two, maybe three years, from government entities, school entities, social welfare entities to increase community opportunities Mm. to combat or to compensate from the lack of community the last two or three years. This is going to be happening. It's going to be cry for it from the psychology field, from the government field, then from the social Mm. uh, welfare field, schools. So here's the opportunity. How can you harness that uh, for the gospel? Obviously, you already have community things going. Maybe you need to market them better. Maybe you need to create new, like after school clubs or something mm-hmm. uh, that are gospel-centered, spirit-empowered, that create great opportunities to harness mm-hmm. what will be an emerging call for increased community opportunities for young yeah. people. Yeah. So number five, uh, and I've, I'm just, we just, uh, we experienced this going out to Pittsburgh and back this weekend. Number five emerging challenge. This one might not be on your radar. It's inflation. Inflation. Mm-hmm. Who wants to talk about inflation? Not me. Not me. <laughs> However, uh, I, I would say this. Um, in the beginning of uh, the pandemic, I feel like diesel fuel costs about $3 a gallon. On the turnpike, coming back from Pittsburgh this weekend, $4.50, $4.54 a gallon. That is well beyond even the 10% or 8% inflation benchmark that people are projecting. Mm-hmm. And we know fuel prices are like that, but uh, here's my point. Uh, it is going to cost you more to do things as a ministry. Yeah. And this is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that didn't cost as much, uh, it, it, there will be a hopefully, hopefully only a few-year period of adjustment to this. And the way inflation works is prices go up, people refuse to pay it, so the demand goes down, so prices come down. Mm-hmm. That's the, really the only way to correct the kind of inflation that we are in at this stage mm-hmm. without unless you pump, the other, other way is to pump more money in the economy artificially, which would only drive prices higher. So, so really there's only one way to, to fix this. <laughs> yeah. So that means we have a, a couple year period, maybe, maybe two, three, maybe five years of prices going up, demand going down because of prices and then things leveling out, but it will cost more to do things as a youth ministry. Yeah. I have not, you know, like at this point, we have contracts for like our events at the conference center for convention next mm-hmm. year. We've signed room rates, so we don't anticipate inflation really hitting cost increases in our events this year mm-hmm. that we know of. But I think uh, next year, yes, I think that would be reflected. But even just general things you want to do, they're going to cost more. And uh, so you have to prepare for that. Here's the opportunity. Um, you don't have to do every little thing that costs money. Um, It's a great opportunity to really narrow your focus and to spend Mm -hmm. your money on the moments that matter in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And so that's my five uh, emerging challenges. Tell us what some of you think, what you think some of the great big challenges that are coming up are. And we have this lovely leather speed the light bag uh, to give away uh, this morning. And so 
Uh, go ahead and take a look at that, and we will reward that later on. Hey, we have some congratulations to give. We do. This yeah. is so exciting. We got babies. Two little babies. We got babies to the right of us, babies to the left of us. <laughs> so big congratulations to Mike and Carrie Kemmler on the birth last week of Oliver. Little baby Oliver Kemmler. Oliver, middle name to be determined, Kemmler. <laughs> Oliver Blank Kemmler. Congratulations, Kemler. guys. Lee is a wonderful middle name. I just wanted to put that out there. You know Kenzie Arnold? Yeah. You know her middle name? Lee. Lee. Named after? For real? That's what Tommy Arnold says. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need a confirmation on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he watches, so. <laughs> uh, and then uh, last night, uh, Aaron and Abby Lawrence... This is uh, fresh. Adeline Nicole <laughs> Lawrence was born last night at 7.17 p.m. And, you know, I did their wedding in April uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I had just a small part to play in the birth. <laughs> you did. <laughs> We're Adeline. saying it right here, right now. I'm Adeline Nicole. Congratulations, Lee. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so proud. Hey, congrats, Mike and Carrie. Congrats, Aaron and Abby, both in the same section. Wow. And so it's a little baby boom BFFs, down there in the maybe. south uh, central babies. section. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday this week to Tori Bard happy uh, on Tory. Tuesday. Happy birthday Wednesday to Scott Winter, lead pastor in Berwick, PA. Happy birthday on Friday to Justin Gruber, Gruber. in uh, Millersburg. And happy birthday on Saturday to Samantha McNaney. Happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday, Sam. Yeah. Hope everybody uh, has a great, great week. Happy Valentine's Day. Corinne, would you pray us out today? I would love to. Father, we are just so thankful, grateful for who you are. Thank you that um, we're on the love theme. So thank you for your love um, that you continually pour out. Um, your word says your mercies are new every morning. So we're just so thankful. Lord, I pray a special blessing on all of our youth pastors and leaders watching and listening this morning, today. Um, God, would you just uh, pour out your grace, pour out your joy, mm -hmm. pour out your um, just a fresh, um, fresh anointing for in the, especially those places that they feel dry. Lord, would you just renew them and draw them closer to you as they continue to seek you and do your work? Um, we thank you and we bless you. Amen. Amen. Hey, have a great, great Monday, great week, and. Uh, Give us your comments again on what some of the great emerging challenges you think are, and we will give this bag away. Woo, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Goodbye.